You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast and Network, your team every day, literally starting this Monday, because we are back to five days a week, five episodes a week, starting this coming Monday, July 19th. Happy Friday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work today we'll give a quick preview of media day uh we'll take a look at the latest number changes for the florida gators and i'll talk about the importance of the rumored florida versus central florida football series coming up before we get started just a quick reminder to follow locked on gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode and remember there's only one place to get all the info you need on the sec five days a week and that's Lockdown SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Follow the Lockdown SEC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So we finally know who is going to be in, in attendance for Florida Gators football at Media Day. That, that's what I'm focusing on right now. Uh, we have head coach Dan Mullen will be there, of course. And usually in the past, they've allowed teams to bring three athletes uh this year due to just like covid protocol and all that stuff just taking precaution um they're allowing two teams two players per team and the gators pulled a little bit of an interesting move they're bringing linebacker ventrell miller and defensive lineman as in dt slash edge zachary carter um it, it was a little not confusing but surprising just because we would have thought that we would see Emory Jones here, um, just because, of course, he's the starting QB. You expect to see the starting QB. We were at least expecting one offense, one defense. Clearly, that's not what's happening. But, I mean, we have two leaders of this team going, and I'm totally fine with it. Uh, It's two players that I'm very high on, and I'm very much looking forward to uh, watching this year. From I'll I'll start with with Ventrell and Zachary Carter. Um, Ventrell, of course, is... Starting linebacker, leading tackler last year. Zachary Carter, leading sack artist last year, playing that kind of Jabari Zuniga role. Um, I'm really just hoping, or yeah, I'm hoping that we get to hear what they would realistically expect from a young defense as the veteran leaders of the defense. And what I mean by expect, I don't mean, I mean, obviously we're going to hear, we want to be the best defense in the SEC, all that jazz. I'm more looking forward to what they're expecting this defensive identity to be just because this is hopefully going to look like a very different defense than we did last year last year we were we were kind of soft in the secondary and even at linebacker at some spots so i'm hoping that that'll change this year and i would like to hear ventro miller and zachary carter kind of verbally um translate that to us i guess i'll say um uh, yeah, I would like to hear what they expect from the defense as leaders and as kind of uh, the the veteran guys as fifth year seniors, of course, on this team. Uh, that that's really what I'm looking forward to hearing from Ventrell and Zachary Carter. I know that you can't get too uh, 
too in depth with certain things. I know I would know that a lot of the conversation is going to be taken up probably by name, image, likeness stuff. Just hearing, we'll probably ask, "Oh, is this a distraction in the locker room? Guys focusing on name, image, likeness. Is this whatever, whatever, whatever?" Uh, name, image, likeness is now two weeks and a day old, so it's still something that's very new to the world. And yeah, I'm fully expecting that to kind of dominate media day this year. So that's why my expectations are not super high, but I'm back that we, I'm glad that we get media day back. Uh, with Dan Mullen, I really want to hear from him what the offense will look like this year, because I know that I've very openly expressed what my expectations are for this offense and the changes that I'm expecting them to make. But I would like to hear Dan Mullen kind of go, further in depth there i'm not sure if he will really because i mean you know why why show your cards if you don't have to but just the uh the the curious fan in me is very much hoping that he'll at least give us a, a, a peek behind the curtain of what we could expect i'm at the very very least hoping that he'll kind of explain the roles that we could expect to see from emory jones and anthony richardson because uh during spring practices dan mullen was very open about i don't think you have one starter and a backup i think you have two starting quarterbacks in emory jones and anthony richardson and then you figure out the backup plan from there so obviously emory will see the likely huge majority of the snaps but i'm curious to hear dan mullen explain what anthony richardson's role will be exactly in this offense what this offense will look like in the backfield because we just have so many talented ball carriers there. Uh, what he expects from the pass catchers just with replacing so much talent from last year for the second year in a row, replacing a ton of NFL talent. Uh, so there's just a lot of questions really from both sides of the ball. I didn't even think about that before. Um, but both sides of the ball really don't have an identity going into this year because you can talk about how, sure, the defense is returning a lot of the starters, um, but the defense was pretty weak and disappointing, and like I said, soft last year. They We've seen some coaching staff changes, um, mainly in the secondary, and so I, I'm hoping that we'll see a bit more uh, tenacity defensively. Offensively, I would love to see if, I mean, I'm assuming that we're going to go with what the uh, prediction, I'll say, has been of, you know, they're going to spread you out, they're going to run a lot, and they're just going to try to beat you with numbers and get in space. But I, I would like to hear Dan Mullen kind of go further in depth about what this offensive identity will be. I would love to hear from Ventro Miller and Zachary Carter about what they think this defensive identity will be. I think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year. If you're confident, and only if you're confident, Bet Online currently has plus 3,300 odds, and I'm just saying... I'm going to take them because I love this roster so far and I love my expectations for what they will be. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. With real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, it's the best way to place your bets. And one of the best things about it, it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your 
online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use promo code Locked On. That is L O C K E D, no space O N, to get fifty percent welcome bonus. Of course, just a uh, a fun thing to take note of is number changes. We always make a much bigger deal about it than it really has to be. Why? Because it's fun to do. That's really, like, numbers, sure, numbers mean things in some cases. But other times, it's just people like to wear certain numbers. And, of course, this single-digit number is, uh, is always prestigious with pretty much every school. Uh, specifically number one, which I'll get to. I'm going to start with someone that I just spoke about, though, in Zachary Carter. He's changing from number 17 to number six, and that just got me so much more excited, mainly because when you see a defensive lineman with a single-digit number, you you know they're going to have a great year. That's just how it works. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. I just make observations, and that's what I could see. With every defensive lineman that wears single-digit numbers, I immediately have high expectations from them. And Zachary Carter, I'm I'm expecting eight-plus sacks from him. And I know that doesn't sound like an absurd number, but it's pretty high when you think of someone who's going to split time between defensive tackle and defensive end. So Zachary Carter's rocking number six now. Justin Shorter moving from number 89 to number four. Um, I'm not going to lie. I think... This was partially for name, image, likeness. Um, it, it's just a much cooler number. 89's kind of blocky. It's very, like, it takes up a lot of space. It It's not a pretty number. Um, and four is just so sweet. That single digit, man, it, it's just a beautiful thing. And it's also, honestly, just going to be pretty cool to see, uh, see a receiver rocking four and having, hopefully, a big year again. Uh, one, this one is honestly one of my favorite jersey, uh, number changes that I've seen across all of college and pro sports because now they rock solo numbers. Um, but Keymore Gamble going from 88 to number two is something I absolutely love. Um, because it's someone going from a great number to a better number. 88, sure, still kind of blocky, but 88 for a tight end looks pretty pretty dang sweet not gonna lie 80 is the best tight end number 88 is number two there um and yeah Keymore Gamble is now rocking number two and I personally love that because uh I don't think I've ever expressed this on the show but number two my favorite number my lucky number so I love seeing someone who plays my favorite offensive position rock my favorite number especially someone that I'm hoping is going to have a pretty big year this year uh Obviously, we're not expecting, you know, Kyle Pitts numbers, but we're we're hoping for a little a little something. Um, we're we're gonna hope that we can we're we're gonna take what we can get, and we're gonna hope that it, it's it's pretty nice. Not gonna lie. Um, but again, yeah, I'll take what I can get, especially rocking a sweet number like number two. It's just it's a beautiful number. I don't care what anyone says. I feel like that's one of the most hated numbers around. But starting Ted end rocking number two. I love it. I'm all for it. Uh, and then we've got Jacob Copeland changing from number 15 to number one. He's rocking that, uh, that, that prestigious number one jersey that we've seen just Florida specifically is just like, that's such an honor. So that really, uh, that to me, if anything else, it's just validation from your 
teammates and from your coaching staff to be able to wear number one. Uh, that's what it was with guys like C.J. Henderson and uh, Vernon Hargraves and Kadarius Tony, where it was like you like you earned that number. Number one is a number you earn, and that's why I'm happy for Jacob Copeland. Uh, he's someone who I've had very high expectations for going into this year. He's someone that. I mean, to no doing of his own or no fault of his own, I've now raised those expectations a ton. Of course, it's from his own doing because he worked hard to earn that number. But rocking number one as a Florida Gator increases my expectations for you without a doubt, and it increases them substantially. Um, So that's awesome. And the last one is one that I wanted to talk about because I hate it. Um, (laughs) Anthony Richardson changing from number two to number 15. I have made no doubt that Tim Tebow, my favorite college player of all time, uh, probably my favorite athlete of all time, this has nothing to do with Tim Tebow for why I hate it. Like, sure, There's a ton of pressure now on Anthony Richardson to succeed because he's the first quarterback since Tim Tebow left Florida to wear number 15. He's not the first player, but he's the first quarterback to wear number 15 um the main reason i hate it is that it has now earned him the nickname ar-15 uh and i just i hate that just because you know florida's got their reputation for being um problematic i'll say um and ar-15 not a uh not a pleasant thought that goes in your mind and it, it could just be me like again i try to be optimistic it could be me being a little pessimistic here but i hate the ar-15 nickname um i'm not like crying about it I'm, don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not that upset about it i just hate it because i think it has negative connotations uh to attach to a player from a school that has um not a great reputation as far as you know you know violence goes uh so that's why i hate it i think it's going to be a great confidence boost for him um to be the first qb since tebow to rock it but again i uh, that's why i hate it it's not even something i'm flipping out about i just wanted to make that clear that i'm not a fan of it um but if you need something to do with your stimulus tax refund gamestop dogecoin uh name image likeness money whatever you do wherever you get it i'm not the irs man visit rockauto.com for all of your car parts needs the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate i've been using it since just to get comfortable with it i've been using it since before i got a car and honestly i was shocked at how smooth the experience was and i'm hoping that i won't need anything for the car anytime soon um knocking on wood for that one but I'll be prepared because I, yeah, it's an incredibly smooth experience. Whether it's brake pads, taillights, the hydraulics, fuzzy dice, whatever. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. And the best part, you get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know exactly who sent you. As we build anticipation for the football season, Let's start building our bodies too. Built Bar is the best protein bar on the market, bar none. It has 18 delicious flavors, including recent Built Bar champion, Coconut Brownie Chunk. Personally, 
I'm a cookie dough chunk or peanut butter brownie kind of guy. Like, that's just how I'm going. By the way, sweet tooth hasn't been an issue lately. Proud of myself. Uh, if you're trying to eat clean, which I am now actually succeeding at, <laughs> but you've got a sweet tooth like me, that's no longer a problem. Built Bar, you're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and most importantly, high fiber solution. It's helped me get my diet back on track, thankfully, because I got vacation next month. Um, you can even enjoy it if you're keto. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order that is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order at BuiltBar.com. To wrap up today's show, um, there's a little rumor that started floating around today that I wanted to talk about a little bit because I am very excited for it. Uh, the rumor is that the University of Florida, Go Gators, and the University of Central Florida are working out a three-game football series. Now, at the time that I'm recording this, I haven't seen any further details um, but I'm going to make the assumption that it's at least, uh, at least a home and home. Um, I'm hoping that the third game will be, or either the first or third game, the, the not home game, I'm hoping will be at a neutral site just because, uh, I think that would just be so cool to see. Um, of course, the schools are both in Florida. They both have crazy fan bases that are going to travel wherever. Um, but I, I just think it would be awesome to see home, home, neutral, or neutral, home, home, whatever it may be. Um, but that's my assumption right now. Uh, it's great also because these are the, I mean, probably the two best Florida teams over the past five to six years. Um, Florida is in the state not the university, uh, they're, they're probably the two best, better than Florida State's been, better than Miami's been, better than uh, South Florida's been, um, and that's all I'm acknowledging. Uh, again, here's one thing that kind of sucks, uh, it probably won't happen for another six plus years, even if it gets scheduled now, um, because college football schedules are absolutely absurd with how far ahead they schedule things like it's insane there's schedules there's games scheduled for like 2030 already it, it's just it, i i cannot get over how insane it is when teams schedule games literally a decade in advance um that it's just one of the most outrageous things i've ever seen like it's great because you can be like, hey, like, cool, these teams are going to meet years down the line. But it's also like, hey, like, no one that's currently on this roster is still going to be there. Uh, so it's just, it, it's a silly thing. Um, that's what I hate about it. I wish it was like, hey, next year or in two years, this is going to be the schedule. But, uh, hey, I'm not in charge of making schedules. I don't want to be in charge of making schedules. That sounds like a terrible time to try to build that. So... Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about that. It's just that I I hate how they get scheduled. Uh, I am really looking forward to it, though, because even if it is six years down the line, uh, Central Florida's had this little thing going on with them, which, I mean, I've got a ton of love for the individuals. Um, 
I know, I know quite a few people that either go to Central Florida, went to Central Florida, support Central Florida, all that stuff. Uh, that yeah, I'm all for you. I hope you succeed. I love you. But as a unit, when these fan bases combine, or when that fan base combines, it's like Thanos, like getting the Infinity Gauntlet, all the stones, and doing that snap, just because they are insufferable at some times with they're like hey we want bama we want this we want that like bro you don't play anybody so i'm glad that florida gets to be one of those teams that's gonna knock them down a couple pegs like little brother getting getting shoved down the rungs on the ladder uh that's what i'm looking forward to the most from it i don't care if it happens this year six years from now 60 years from now I'm looking forward to Florida putting the beats on the Golden Knights. Uh, But again, sorry, I'm just saying (laughs) that about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me on Monday as we get back to that five-episode-a-week schedule that I have been so ready for. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole 9 Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E. N-I-N-E sports. Be sure to check out Locked On Hawkeyes, hosted by Andrew Wade, part of the Locked On Podcast and Network. Uh, I was been my favorite Big Ten school for really as long as I can remember. Tight end's my favorite position. They produce a ton of great tight ends. Um, also, there may or may not be plans for a little crossover, for a little something-something with the Gators and the Hawkeyes. And don't forget to check out the Locked On Today podcast where you can get more of the sports you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.